السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له 
ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشتق الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما صدق الله العظيم فإن أسق الحديث كتاب الله وخل هدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضانت في النار أما بعد I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that just as he has gathered us here today on this day of Jum'ah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us along with our families in Jadal Firdaus al-A'la in the companionship of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam without any hisab or accountability. Ameen, ya Rabbil Alameen. Brothers and sisters, I'm sure this example can resonate with, all, with many of us here. How often do we sit down and we, ta- we teach our children we tell our children, for example, don't hang out with such and such kids and hang out with such and such kids. How often we give advices to our children that do such and such and stay away from such and such. And often when they listen to our advice, they prosper. And how often does it happen that when they don't listen to our advice and they run into some challenge, as parents, we tell them, did I not warn you about such and such? I told you about such and such, but you did not listen. The point is that when we take advice, we have the choice. Either we can act upon the advice or we can neglect the advice. But the advice that comes from the one person to the other person is always out of love. When we talk about the Quran, when we talk about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when we talk about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they both have given us advices. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran tells us many times, do such and such. And many times he tells us, stay away from such and such. How often do we find in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu. And Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu an, he says, anytime Allah says in the Quran, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, then you should listen with full attention. Because Allah is addressing you. Allah is addressing us, the believers. How often do we find in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is trying to get our attention by using words such as, I'lamu. So whenever we come across these advices, remember, all of us, we need to keep in mind, either we have two choices, either we can apply or we can neglect. If we neglect, there will be, dire, there will be consequences. And there will be consequences in this dunya, and there will be consequences in the akhirah. Likewise, just like we give advices to our kids, Allah is giving us all these advices. And when the time comes, that then we say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, such as Allah highlights in the Quran, that the transgressors, when they see the reality in the akhirah, they will say to Allah, they will plead to Allah, Oh Allah, return us back to this dunya so we can do something that is good. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will reject that, uh, that offer. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say no. Likewise, brothers and sisters, in order for us to understand these advices in the Quran, Allah sends us hints. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He tries to bring up stories in our life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates events our, around our life so that we can come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Today, inshallah, in this khutbah, I want to highlight one particular verse of the Qur'an. 
This is an ayah that is mentioned in Surah Al-Hadid. And why am I mentioning this ayah? Why am I talking about this ayah? I will share this reason with you at the end of the khutbah. So first of all, let's talk about this ayah. This ayah, it talks about the, the reality of this dunya. And in, re, and, and in essence, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is highlighting for us the step-by-step -step pro progress of our entire life. He's painting for us what our entire life is in one simple verse of the Qur'an. But before we, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the dunya, before this, Allah says in Surah Al-Hadid, أَلَمْ يَأْنِنِ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَن تَخْشَعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Has a time not come yet that the hearts begin to lean towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Meaning that has a time not come yet? Or when will you wake up and smell the coffee? When will you wake up and begin to realize? When will we wake up and begin to reflect on the Qur'an? When will we wake up and begin to establish a connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And Allah is telling us, I'm sending sign after sign. I'm telling you in the Qur'an over and over again, but you're not taking a lesson from this. And if there's anyone who's going to suffer for not taking these advices, it is not Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's you and I. Hence Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he begins the verse by saying, I'lamu. When Allah says, I'lamu, it means be aware of this. Be aware of this. You know, like when we tell someone, listen up, I'm telling you something very important. Likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, attention. You know, when we try and talk to children and we begin to snap our fingers, it means you got to pay attention. Allah says, I'lamu. Then Allah says, He begins to tell us what is the reality of this dunya. He says, Laibun means a play. When we talk about children, often in their, in their tender ages, what do they want to do? They want to play all the time. No matter how many toys you buy them, it is not enough. And you know as a parent, we all know as a parent, no matter how, much, how many toys we buy them, one day will come that we have to give all these toys away to someone else. But for the satisfaction of our children, and the children just want to play and play, we buy, them a lot of children, we buy them a lot of toys. But the ulama also state that if you think deeper, when you say a play, imagine watching a TV show, or watching something like a movie and anything of that type, which we all know, as small children, they don't know, they think this is for real. When they see one person jumping from one building to the next building, they think that is real. We all know it's all fake. We see these things, we're, we're like, these are all just, you know, these are all just, you know, Photoshop and all these different technologies that you, they use to show a man jumping from one building to the next building, but it's all fake. There is no reality to this. When Allah says, this dunya is a play, meaning that this dunya is not for real. What you see in front of us, what we think is the reality, is not necessarily the reality. There's something going on behind the scenes. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Lahwun means it is something that diverts you. It's a diversion. So you're supposed to focus on something. We're supposed to focus on the akhirah. We're supposed to focus on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our relationship with Allah, following the sunnah of the Prophet but what this dunya does is that it diverts you. And subhanAllah, just like Allah talked about children, and they have this fetish for, for toys, and there's nothing wrong with that. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about lahun, a diversion. And how often do we see 
with our kids, our teenagers, and everyone in general, we see that there are so many things that are creating a diversion for us. Diverting our attention from the reality to this dunya. You have social media, and all the time people are sitting on social media. So many platforms of social media. SubhanAllah, one time I was sitting with a group of children, and I asked them that, what do you want to do when you grow up? I was expecting the children to say, I probably want to, you know, get such and such a degree, or I want to become such and such, I want to become this or that. But SubhanAllah, to my utter amazement, I heard the kids saying that when I grow up, I want to have a YouTube channel. And when I grow up, I want to have so many videos online, and I want to have so many viewers. At such a young age, this is what they're thinking about. There's so many things that are diverting us over and over again. There is community drama, there is world drama. One person makes a video, then there is a rebuttal. And people are just so obsessed and focus on the stories of this dunya that it diverts us from our reality. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَزِينَةٌ Now when this teenager grows up, now they want to focus on their beauty. Now they want to focus on how good they look like. And so they begin to work out, they begin to dress to impress. They're always focused on what others are thinking about them. They're always worried about what others are saying about them. And I've said this before, we should never focus on what is something beyond our control. But we begin to focus on those kind of things. And so we begin to focus on the way we look and so forth. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَتَفَاخُرٌ بَيْنَكُمْ There comes then a point that these teenagers, they become adults. And when you become an adult, then you begin to brag amongst yourselves. This is how much I have. They're constantly competing with others. And, in just, and they just want to collect more and more. There is a pursuit of wealth and power and prestige and fame. And subhanAllah, as I said about social media, because of social media, people are just obsessed with having so many friends and followers. People are always competing with each other when it comes to houses. I'm not saying that you cannot have a nice, beautiful house. But how often do we go and we buy a house, but we're asking ourselves, we're asking our spouse, that if such and such person came to our home, but if, and if we brought family, would they like the house or not? Do we have space for them? So many times we come and we buy showpieces for our homes, not for ourselves a lot of times, but a lot of times to impress others. How often we talk to each other. Where did you go last year for a vacation? This year I went for this vacation. Next year I'm going to go for the next vacation. And we're always talking about things. How often we compete with each other when it comes to weddings. I threw my son, my daughter, such a lavish wedding. And subhanAllah, every single wedding that we see and we observe, there's more and more new practices. There was never a time in our weddings where you would invite everyone. Now, let the father walk in, let the mother walk in, let the janitor work in, walk in. Everyone is coming through the doors and all these new practices are coming in. It's always about to show off to someone. It's always about impressing someone else. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَتَكَاثُرٌ فِي الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَوْلَادِ Just this obsession of just hoarding. I want more and more. Let me, be, let me be very clear. There is nothing wrong in having this obsession of having more and more. There were some sahaba who were extremely rich. There were some sahaba who were extremely rich. Like Uthman ibn Affan. 
and Abdurrahman bin Auf radiallahu an. But they never let their dunya get in the way of their akhirah. The akhirah was the priority. The akhirah was the goal. They had their eyes on the prize which was Jannah. That was their goal at all time. And if they ever found out that this wealth can come between me and my entry into Jannah, they were ready to let go of their wealth in a heartbeat. Today, we, all have, we have this obsession of just having more and more. I have so many accounts, I have so many stores, I have so many houses. We just want more and more. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says this abundance of having more and more and this, this desire is going to lead us to our graves. And that is why there was a man by the name of Mutarif. He says that my father, he went to the gathering of Rasulullah wasallam, And he recited this verse. The Prophet recited, Al-Hakum takathur And then he said, Yaqulu ibn Adam, Mali, Mali. The son of Adam says, my wealth, my houses, my estate, my stores, my bank accounts, my savings, my IRA, my, my retirement fund and so forth. And how many investments, investments they have. But truly the only thing that belongs to the son of Adam is, as the Prophet says, The only thing that truly belongs to us is the food that we have consumed and has gone away. Oh, labista fa'ablate, or the clothes that we wear and has become worn out. Oh, tasaddaqata fa'amdait, or the sadaqah that we have given forward. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about that this is the reality of life. This is what children a day. Today, we always are expecting a check either monthly or uh, every other week. And we're looking forward to it. We use that to pay our bills and so forth. For a farmer, there's only one season that's considered as payday. If he loses that payday, he's lost the entire year. So what he does is that he still puts that, plant, that seed into the ground and he waters it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, كَمَثَلِ غَيْثٍ أَعْجَبَ الْكُفَّارُ نَبَاتُهُ It is like that rain that goes into the ground, the earth absorbs it, and as a result, it brings and it sprouts out a plant. Now when the farmer puts that seed into the ground and he waters it and he takes care of it and then it begins to sprout, he becomes happy about it. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us just like that, just like this farmer is proud, just like that we, when it comes to our dunya, we put so much into this dunya, we invest and we spend so much time behind this dunya, that when the dunya gives you a little back, you are so impressed about it, and you begin to give more time and more energy to it, not realizing as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about that plant, And as soon as it grows and it turns yellow right away, you never got the time to even harvest that animal, I mean, that harvest that plant and so forth. But the Quran is giving us this example to tell us, this dunya is no different. You put hard work and hard work into this dunya. And what does this dunya honestly return back to us? What does this dunya give back to us in return? That's the question. And the reality is, brothers and sisters, it does not give us back so much. Subhanallah, as I said earlier, why am I giving this khutbah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends signs to all of us. You know, in the recent months, I have been around a lot of janazas. And I've been around many people who I saw growing up pass away. 
people who were very close to my, my parents, people who were very close to my father, for example. And as a child, I saw them growing up. But not only that, but over and over again, you go to the hospitals and you see sick people. These are people who could move around so much one day, and now all of a sudden they're on the beds. They're hooked up to a ventilator, and then tomorrow they're gone. And subhanAllah, this thing happening over and over again. Just yesterday we found out about a story about a young sister. She went to the, she went to the, she, she went to the emergency a few days ago. She came back. Today, at, at one time at night, she's experiencing chest pains. She tells her mother. Mother goes to the father to get him and bring him back to the room because their daughter is experiencing chest pains. Before they could come back, she's already passed away. It makes you wonder, really, at the end of the day, what are we doing here in this dunya? Honestly, you see all this, and if we still don't wake up, brothers and sisters, then there is something seriously wrong with our faith and our iman. This is a cycle of life. We all go through this. And the reality of this dunya is, and I'm not saying this to make you feel sad or anything of this type, but this is the reality. In hundred years from now, not a single person in this masjid is probably going to be alive. Think about that for a moment. In a hundred years from now, not a single person in this masjid, it's fair to say, not a single person will be alive. In a hundred years, no one's going to care what car we drove. In a hundred years, no one's going to care what house we lived in, how big our house was. In a hundred years, no one's going to care how rich we were and how many businesses we had. In a hundred years, no one's going to care and remember how many followers we had on social media. In a hundred years, no one's going to care what our social and financial circle was in our, in our, in our in, in, um, influence in society. No one's going to remember those kind of things. In fact, you're talking about, you know, when you say a hundred years, forget about a hundred years. Let's talk about the day you died, the day we, any of us die. We work so hard for those titles of this dunya. Doctor, engineer, attorney, imam, sheikh, whatever it may be. But the reality is that the day we die, imagine you're giving so much to this dunya. And as soon as we die, we're no longer that same person. We become what? The body. We become what? The mayyit. This is how we are referred to. We are referred to as the deceased. The brother, brothers and sisters, you give, we give so much to dunya, and dunya just takes itself back the minute we pass away. Forget about that. If this does not sink in, this hopefully will sink in. Our own family members, when they go to the graveyard and they will bury us, I've seen things happening at graveyards where people are standing at the graveyards, they're laughing around. Rasulullah came to the masjid one time and saw some people laughing. And he said that if you were to think about your akhirah, I will, see, I will see you laughing less and crying more. Here we're talking about a graveyard. People are burying their loved ones. And before they even get home, they've already forgotten their loved ones. This is all going to happen to all of us. We give so much. And what are we getting in return? Hardly anything. We, the minute we are buried six feet below the ground, we are a forgotten person. The only people that may remember us are immediate family members, but that usually takes one week and people move on. 
or if there is a lot of inheritance that has to be distributed, the minute everyone, every heir gets their money, you are a forgotten person. That is a reality of life. If this is what this is, what do we need to truly focus on? We need to focus on our akhirah, brothers and sisters. Let's focus on ourselves. Yes, I'm not saying, please do not misunderstand me. I'm not saying that you don't go to work tomorrow. I'm not saying for those youth, don't go get your education. I'm not saying to those kids, don't go to school. I'm not saying that don't go and take care of your family. These are things that we have to take care of. But think about it. All that we truly own is what we have already used. And everything else that we have, it may go to someone else. Imagine if we're being told that everything you work hard for, you're not going to be able to enjoy it. Someone else is going to enjoy your money. We're going to be like, how is that possible? Why is that? That's not fair. But that's the reality of life. We work so hard and then other people may enjoy the benefits of our hard work. So that is why, brothers and sisters, we live in this dunya. We work in this dunya to take care of our needs. But the goal is the akhirah. Don't invest too much time and energy into this dunya. And the minute you are laid into the ground, you are a forgotten soul. Rather, let's focus on the things that are going to keep us going, inshallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He tells us in the Quran, why do we often forget about the akhirah? Because He says that when it comes to the wrongdoers, innahum, when it comes to the day of judgment, innahum yaronahu ba'ida. They think that this is far away. We will, you, know, you know they say in English, we'll cross the bridge when the time comes. Many people have the same mentality. When I grow up, when I get old, then I will cross that bridge. Then I'll become more righteous. Right now, let me enjoy my life. And the reality is that no one knows when life is going to come to an end. That's the reality. So why invest? Why just be obsessed with something over and over again when it's not going to give us back anything in return? Let's focus on the things that are more important. Take care of your dunya. Take care of your family. Take care of your children. Do the things that you need to do. At the same time, don't forget about your akhirah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He talks about these people that when they talk about the day of judgment, oh, it's far away. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when we talk about the day of judgment, and the way the righteous believer looks at the day of judgment, they see the day of judgment very, very close. When Allah talks about the transgressors, He says, You give preference to this dunya. The akhirah is better. The akhirah is long-lasting. And that is why we go back to always, brothers and sisters, the focus is our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We might be forgotten by the entire public. We might be even forgotten by our own family members. But if we have done enough before we pass away, then inshallah, even in that grave, when we are forgotten by everyone, we will not be forgotten by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why Rasulullah he says in a hadith, we've talked about, we've heard this hadith before, but this hadith now is very important for all of us to understand. He says, السلام, that when a man dies, his deeds come to an end, meaning that his dunya comes to an end, except for three things, sadaqatun jariya. Any good that you do, any legacy that you create for yourself, that is where you'll be remembered. That is where people are going to be benefiting from you. Knowledge that people are benefiting from you. Today, many of us have forgotten about our parents that we have buried. But till today, we're talking about scholars of the past. Imam Hanifa, Imam Shafi, Imam Malik, Imam Nawi, Imam Ahmed Hanbal. We are studying about the Sahaba, we're studying about the Tabi'een and the Tabi'een. Tabi Why? Because the Prophet ﷺ is telling us that these people, they invested in the right things. 
until today they people are benefiting from their legacy you have a child there's nothing wrong in giving them this dunya but wallahi brothers and sisters if your focus only is to give your child dunya and dunya and dunya after you pass away they will not remember you but if you give them deen you give them akhlaq you give them adab wallahi they will remember that and they will cherish that and they will remember you forever for that so that is why brothers and sisters let's start focusing on what the reality is let's focus on the bigger picture let's not focus on the smaller things let's focus on the bigger picture let's keep our eyes on the prize which is jannah and the relationship in our relationship with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala i ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us tawfiq barakallahu lana wa lakum fi quran azim wa nafa'ana wa iyyakum bi'ati wa dhikri al-hakim astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa lisa'il muslimin fastaghfiru innahu al-ghafur rahim بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد lastly um, before i get into the last part of the khutbah making dua i just want to remind everyone once again to please keep our brothers and sisters in Morocco in your du'as. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alleviate their, their miseries. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make everything easy for them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, any families that have been, um, have been um, any families that have been disconnected from each other, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unite them. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that all those who have, who have missing ones, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reunite them with their families. Anyone who lost loved ones, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give them sabr al-jameel. May Allah raise them amongst the siddiqeen and the shuhada and the salihin. And also please keep the Muslims of Libya also in your du'as. Last I saw, numbers can always be, you know, um, you know, differ from one from one website to another website. But last time I saw that there were 11,000 people who lost their lives already in Libya. So please keep these families in your du'as. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give them sabr al-jameel. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unite them with their families. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all those who have passed away, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raise them amongst the siddiqeen and the shuhada and the salihin. All those who have lost their homes, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in here or in Morocco, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replace their homes with some better in this dunya inshallah ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for afia for all the muslims around the world here and anywhere where they may be ameen ya rabbal alameen allahumma ansur islam wal muslimin allahumma ansur islam wal muslimin fi kulli makan allahumma ansurna ala man khalafana wahfad biladana wa aslih awladana wa ashfi maradana wa afi mabutalana warham mawtana wa khud biaydina ila kulli khair wa asimna min kulli shar wahfadna min kulli dhayr allahumma qasimna min khashyatika maata قولوا به به بيننا وبين معصيتك ومن طاعتك ما تبلغنا به جنتك ومن يقين ما تهون به علينا مصائب الدنيا ومتعنا بأسماعنا وأبصارنا وقواتنا ما حيتنا وجعله الوارث منا وجعل ثأرنا على من ظلمنا وانصرنا على من عادانا ولا تجعل مصيبتنا في ديننا ولا تجعل الدنيا أكبر همنا ولا بملغ علمنا ولا إلى النار مصيرنا ولا تسلط علينا من لا يرحمنا اللهم إنا نسأل علما نافعا وعملا متقبلا ورزقا واسعا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع ومن قلب لا يخشع 
ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن دعاء لا يستجاب اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية في الدنيا والآخرة آمين رب العالمين إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغض يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروني ولا تكفرون أقيم الصلاة Straight lines fill in the gaps Please make sure the rows in the back are straight. Brothers in the back two rooms, if there's, main, if there's space in the main hall, please come inside the main hall. Sisters, please straighten the lines, fill in the gaps. And if you're standing in the back two rooms, please make sure the rows are complete. Often there are spaces and uh, the rows are incomplete, so please make sure the rows are complete. If you're standing in the, uh, in the lobby area or in the hallway, brothers, please make sure the rows are straight. Brothers standing in the multipurpose hall, please make sure the rows are complete and rows are straight. Allahu Akbar. أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين <تصفيق> قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar 
الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حميدا الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh. So I have here uh, Brother Caesar. Um, he uh, came to me before Salat al Jum'ah um, and he basically said that he wanted to take his shahada, inshallah. Um, Brother Caesar, um, you said you live a little further away. When did you begin to learn about Islam? A year ago. Oh, a year ago. A year ago? Yeah. What impressed you the most about Islam? Mm, let's say, like, Praying for 
God, not for myself. So praying to Allah, or praying to God, you said, and praying for yourself. No, I said, like, instead of praying for myself. Um, oh, you're praying, praying to God. Okay. Yeah. And, um, um, and you're here to take your shahada. So you've been learning about Islam for, you said, one year? Yeah. One year. Okay. So repeat after me. Okay. You're going to repeat after me. Ashhadu Ashhadu Allah Allah ilaha illaha illallah illallah wa ashhadu wa ashhadu anna anna muhammadan muhammadan rasulullah wa rasulullah I bear witness I bear witness there is none there is none worthy of worship worthy of worship but Allah but Allah and I bear witness, and I bear witness that, Muhammad, that Muhammad, peace be upon him, peace be upon him, is his messenger. Is his messenger. Takbir. 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 So, Brother Caesar, first of all, congratulations to you for coming to the fold of Islam. You have now joined the fastest-growing family in the world. Okay, we all are one big happy family, for the most part. <laughs> so, we are one, uh, alhamdulillah, big family around the world. And, um, and I would advise you that um, at this point, a Muslim, when, he, when a person becomes a Muslim, then their slate is wiped absolutely clean. So your slate is absolutely clean, and you have the most cleanest slate compared to all of us, okay? So first of all, congratulations to you on that. And my advice to you would be is, that now that you are a Muslim, take it slowly and gradually, learn little every day, don't overwhelm yourself, and so forth, but just take every single day as a learning opportunity, inshallah, okay? So, you know, usually, you, you, you said, I think, so you, you wanted, you did take your shahada unofficially, but you want to take your shahada in front of a, a crowd, but that comes with consequences too. You know what the consequences are? Okay, I won't let them tell you what the consequences are, okay? You know, there's a lot of hugs, okay? And brothers, please have, you know, mercy on him, okay? <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, you have to go to work after this? No, no you, have to, you have nowhere to go? Okay, that's not good for them to know, okay? <laughs> so now everyone's gonna give you a hug uh, just to congratulate you, okay, inshallah? You ready? Yeah. Okay, good, okay. So welcome, Brother Caesar, inshallah, into the fold of Islam. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh.